he answers, the, whom shall I send? Who will go for us? He says, here I am, send me. And then he said, go to these, go and tell these people, keep on hearing, but do not understand. Keep on seeing, but do not perceive. Make the heart of this people dull and their ears heavy and shut their eyes. It's the opposite of awakening. Sometimes what we're seeing outside and what's happening in the earth is the opposite of what God purposed to do. And he may have even had a little bit of involvement in causing the things that we see happen. I don't know how your theology fits with that. But I know this, that sometimes we don't see and we don't understand and God's saying, come into an encounter with me and then all of a sudden everything's broken down. And then he'll turn and say, rebuild. <laughs> rebuild the ancient things. Rebuild the ancient paths. Did he want to put Israel in captivity? Absolutely not. Does he want plagues and calamity? Absolutely not. It's all caused by the fall. But Isaiah kept a vision. He came out of a place where he saw heaven in all its glory. He came out of that place seeing and knowing that all of heaven and the rule of heaven was in his midst. So he just did what he was told to do. Come on, who wants a, a ministry where people are falling asleep? <laughs> Come on, you could be Ezekiel and you could be saying, listen, you're going to preach to these people, they're just going to be rebellious anyway. Go preach to the rebellious people. Thanks. 30 years doing that. <laughs> There's a lot of praying in tongues. <laughs> I'm telling you, we're living in the most amazing time right now. You have to be encouraged. I, I said that to put it in context because when Isaiah was told this, he's like, he probably in his, in his natural mind said, what? Why is everything going to go backwards and opposite? We want the glory of Zion. I'm telling you, we're living in a day where the glory of Zion's rising. We're living in a play, in a time, in a season where the heavens are open and we have full access. And so I want to encourage you tonight just to be in a place of expectancy. We're going to talk about what God gets God's attention tonight. How many want God's attention? You've already got it. <laughs> you don't really have to do a whole lot. Father, we thank you tonight. We just ask that you just release us into a new era that we get to witness the rebuilding of the things that, have, that look like they're in desolation. And Lord, I thank you for hope and, and the fire of God rising in this hour. I thank you for the spirit of, of awakening and burning happening right now in our, in our midst, Father. 
And so we love and honor you, God. We thank you for everything you're about to do, even in the next few moments. In Jesus' name. So ultimately, I want to talk about God, the kingdom mandate tonight. But I was in the back room, and the Lord just began to overtake me with some thoughts that I feel like, I, you know, we want God's attention. How many want to see God overshadow you? How many? I mean, he is overshadowing you, but there's, we want, I'm, I want to be like in his gaze. I want to be in his sight always. I want to draw him closer to me. And I'm not talking about a, a striving or some type of five-point method, but I do have four points on that. And, and, and I, I, there's simple things, you know, there's simple things that you actually know. There's, there's a divine design to what God wants to do with us. And, and I do believe that we're, we're living in the greatest time. I believe we are living in the greatest time, and I do believe uh, will, my main text tonight will be Amos chapter 9, verse 11, but I, I want to just hit these things first because I believe that the Holy Spirit is going to give us just quick insight, things that are going to draw us into his presence in a, in a more uh, full way, right? And you're going to say, wow, those are, I know those, but I'm, just say, I need to hear it again. Just say it right now. I need to hear it again. Yeah. Come on, and we all need to hear the Word of God over and over and over again. And sometimes, you know, I, I don't know about you, but sometimes when I'm, I'm listening or I'm reading uh, the Word, it's just, yeah, God, I know that. But then all of a sudden it's like, no, now I know that. You know, now I really know that. So there's, there's some things that I feel like the Holy Spirit wants to do in us. And as a body, ready? Uh, I have a wild Scott guy that was in the back. He was screaming, and he was praying. <laughs> this early service prayer, right? So, but there was this, this de declaration of unity. And the kingdom mandate will come from unity. But there's things that I believe that the Holy Spirit wants to open up for us in the, in the realm of unity. And if we're in one mind, one heart, one spirit, what happens? Boom, fire. <laughs> It just happens. If we're, if we're pursuing the Lord together and asking him to come in, in fierceness and power and in glory, because it's going to be the glory of the Lord that overcomes us and overtakes us and comes in the, in the second, this second wave, it's going to be greater than the first wave. And we've seen it at bar, you know, time after time after time. God comes and he comes and he comes and he comes. But I'm telling you, we are, and every, every generation, I said this last week, every generation thinks they're the ones. And I hope we're the ones, you know. We get to usher in the greatest, you know, uh, greatest harvest ever. Isn't, wouldn't that be awesome if we got to be a part of that? It doesn't matter. I'm saying it doesn't matter. I'm saying it doesn't matter because we get to do our part right now. So it doesn't, it's all, you know, I believe the signs of times. I believe we're supposed to know what time we're in. But there's this reality of, listen, God's not... Care, he doesn't care for our quirky little things that we think is, makes God do what he does. <laughs> you hear me? Can you leave? Uh, we can't leave that open? That ventilates us a little. Anyway. Huh? Leave it open. Yeah, let it open because I know what happens. I'll be melting. I don't know about the rest of you. 
But here's this, here's this time that we live in, the, the outpouring of the Spirit. And I do believe, listen, sometimes we're trying to figure out where we're supposed to be. And I just say, keep doing the kingdom. Like, keep praying for the sick, he, you know, casting out devils. Y'all do that, right? Come on, someone should say, yes, I'm doing that right now. I'm telling you, it doesn't matter where you are. Because we're all trying to figure out where our geographic location, like it really, really, it does matter to a point. Like if God says go to South Carolina or Florida or California, God help you. But if he says that, that's good. But if he's not saying that, then do kingdom now, right where you are. Be a part of what he's doing in the, in the place that you are. Be involved and go after the things of the kingdom right now, right here, right now, because God's called you to do that. So there's, this, there's, there's just a, a hunger that we have to have for that. So first things, we want God's attention, right? I didn't even get to that yet. Really, here we go. Things that grab God's attention. Desire is the first thing. Desire, our desire for him, the one thing. Psalm 27, or, or Paul said, I was pursuing the one. Come on. It's the, it's the desire. And if your desire is not jump-started in this place tonight, we're going to pray right now that the desire of your heart would just awaken because you, you, we can't go through the, route, the our walk stumbling and, and kind of feeling our way around. Because I know the Holy Spirit wants to start with one thing, desire, passion to seek him. When I, when you, he says, when you search for me, you'll find me. If you search for me with all your heart. I, I remember the, the parable that Jesus said about being outside a, a friend's door and he just began to knock. And it didn't matter what time it was at night, but the, but the friend opened the door. And I'm telling you, God is waiting to open a door for us. It doesn't matter what time, what season you're in in your life. He's asking for someone to come and just, would you seek me? Would you knock? Because when you knock, the door's open. If you seek, you'll find. You know, there's this, this intensity in the gospel that Jesus is saying, come on, follow me, look for me, search for me in every part of your life. And be because, because it draws me close. <laughs> ready if I draw near to him he draws near to me and so movement becomes all about the, the things of, of attracting God to our to the good to our hearts because it's it's not going to be listen it can be praying in tongues uh, 12 hours a day it can be but that's not the formula it can be uh, reading the Word and Bible study and God opens those things. It, it can be. Those are all seek things. Those are things that cause our spirit man to seek the Lord. Seek the Lord while he's found. So I'm just saying, just don't, we can't get caught up in method. Just go. Just search and find, right? And then submission and yieldedness. This is huge. Like as we submit and yield, number two, as we submit and yield, this is just all pre, so. As we submit and yield to him, listen, there has to be a, a, an intentionality of us submitting to the Lord. And everyone, you know, in the room maybe say, well, what does that look like? I don't know. You know, for certain people, it's you just drop the stuff that you're doing 
so that you can get out of the, allow those things to get out of the way for what he wants to do. And, and part of it is I die daily, yeah. I die daily. I go into a place where I'm, I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. Sometimes it's Galatians 2.20, plug it in every day so you get jolted into the reality that I don't live, but Christ lives in me. All right? Number three, faith. I just feel like faith, it says without faith it's impossible to please him. So I want faith in my life of utmost purpose so that I draw. The, I get my, my, he's a rewarder. I like rewards. I'm sorry. Like I like if I, I get something. And I'm not saying we do to get. But there is this place where faith pulls God towards you. Right? What, you know, Jeff did, Jeff did it. I, I've said it before. Like, if, if people just stay in the flow, right? If we're, if we're in a corporate meeting and we're all staying in the flow of what God's doing, you got to draw from God, not from the person that's here. you got to draw from heaven. Because I can tell when people are drawing from heaven or they're drawing from me. If you're waiting for me to say something great or wow you with something, good luck with that. But the, the Holy Spirit wants you to draw to him so that what I'm saying might hit somewhere and, and, and the word of God that I might release might hit you somewhere that all of a sudden there's a shift in your inner man and you don't know where it came from. What is that? That's faith. Paul said, I see faith. And it was faith from the, from the woman that, that came up behind Jesus because she was bleeding, right? It was faith. It was, this, it was this desire mixed with faith. Like if I just could touch him, if I could just find him, then all of a sudden... Boom. Whatever's inside of me, the, ble the bleeding mess inside of me is going to dry up. Because the desire of God causes us to draw close. And when we draw close and we touch him and then when we touch him with faith, all of a sudden something begins to happen. And then this other thing, it's, it is part of desire, but it's an affection towards the things of the kingdom. This will launch me into the next part. But I just feel like there's got to be an affection. Jesus came. I want you to just understand this. Jesus came back to the earth and he spoke for 40 days about what? He taught the disciples about what? One person. Kingdom! Hell, we can, we can all participate. Kingdom! That's what he taught. He didn't teach them five steps on how to get healed. He taught them kingdom. He didn't teach them, you know, 15 ste steps to deliverance and freedom. No, he taught them kingdom. And I know he walked with them, but for some reason he thought he had to come back in, in, at that moment because he was going to come back anyway. But for 40 days and continue on and begin to just explain the things of the kingdom because they needed a deeper understanding of the kingdom realm. So I want to talk to you a little bit about that tonight. So we got those, right? So there has to be an, an affection. You need to love the things of the kingdom. Because the church likes church. And they're not so sure about kingdom. Because when kingdom shows up, something different happens than just church. Right? So I just, there's... There's, there's parts of what I, I want to share tonight is about the maturity of heaven coming upon a people. Because we have, an, we have an, uh, a mandate from heaven to go into all the world. It's the Great Commission, but it has to come by kingdom ways, right? We go in the world, we 
preach the gospel, heal the sick, cleanse the leper, leper raise the dead. But there's this realm of the, of, the, of the mandate of the kingdom that God wants us to get. And it doesn't come by just kind of maybe seeing it happen. It comes from intentionality. Right? It comes because I'm intentional. I want to see the kingdom of God. I want to see the kingdom of heaven at hand. I want to see the, the, the glory of the Father because he's going to do it in the way of glory. I'm telling you, the next wave is coming by glory. It's not going to come by man's anointing. And what is, I'll tell you the, uh, the difference of that in a little bit. But there's a glory, there's an overshadowing, there's a, there's a power, there's a, a surgence of God's presence more than what I can squirt out. No, that's kind of graphic, I guess. But, but you understand what I'm saying. But really, it's, just, it's, little, it's a, not just a little dabble, do you? It's when the kingdom, when the glory, when the kingdom realm comes, something begins to happen. And I don't want to strain, you know, and, and I love the anointing. I love the anointing. I want the oil on my life. That's part of it. But when your anointing is working with the kingdom of heaven and the, and the realm of glory that's moving in the earth, because listen, guys, it's, it's, you have to have supernatural theology. You have to have an understanding that you're called back to Zion. You're called back to Eden. You're called back to the places where God originated your life from. So that, it's just what I said, how are we witnessing this? By a, a mantle of glory falling upon the new man. What does the new man look like? The new man, and, and I'm talking about unity tonight in a sense, because we all have to come under the mandate of heaven, right? And when the body of Christ, not just one body, but when many bodies come together, right? And that's how unity in the, in, the, in the spirit happens. When many bodies come together, all of a sudden we see an outpouring of the spirit of God and, and crazy movement of heaven and people coming to Jesus like crazy. People getting healed easy. You know, you don't, we, don't, we come in and we go out and we, we're still not changed and healed. We come in and go out, and I'm telling you, God, the Holy Spirit, in this next season, right now, right now, we're in it. He's pouring out his spirit so that we can live out of this realm of glory, that they were mantled with the glory of heaven, and it's falling on the new man. You've been clothed with power from God, and, and, and when you receive something from God, you are to release it. So the part of the reason why we're not seeing a lot of the things that we're, we're believing for is because we're not releasing what we already have. And I always talk about this, the stewardship of Hedman. But listen, that doesn't negate the fact that we come before the Lord. We get filled with the Spirit. We allow the Lord, listen, to shake the place. If, if what, I, what I saw in Isaiah 6 earlier is, is, is even uh, apl applicable today, it, it said that the, that the pillars in the, in the heavens of God were shaking and the doors were moving. And I'm telling you, God is about to open doors and he's about to release heaven in such a way that it shakes absolute buildings. It shakes your life to a point where the things that have been closing things off, the things that have been hiding things, the things that have been, and I'm not even talking about sin. I'm talking about things that are not exposed to the Holy Spirit that you won't let, it go, let God have. He's after that stuff. 
And there's a realm of heaven that's coming in this hour that we would just give ourselves completely to him. That the doors of, our, of the caverns of our heart would be wide open and he could come in and take the things out and remove us into the realm of, of, of his presence that we haven't experienced before. So Amos 9.11. Because I, this has everything to do with the harvest at hand. The harvest that Jesus told us was at hand 2,000 years ago. Right? It says, Amos, in Amos 9, 11 says, On that day I will raise up the tabernacle of David, which has fallen, and repair its damages. I will raise up its ruins and rebuild it as the days of old. We'll stop there for a second. Listen, that's why I know it's, a, it's, a, it's the Holy Spirit that we're going to continue to have this place bathed with prayer. And this is a house of prayer that we burn and we burn and we burn for God again. And we burn and when we're done burning, we burn again. And there'll be another burn and an afterburn. And I'm telling you, there's something that the Lord wants to do. Not that, again, we can't strive. You can't make it up. You can't cause it to happen. But there has to be a place where we set set ourselves in a place where we listen to the Spirit and we obey. And so when that happens, listen, it's going to ignite. It's going to overtake people that they can't just be quiet. You don't let the sick person walk by with the crutch anymore. You just go after them. So the tabernacle of David, this is an important element that I feel like the Lord is wanting to raise up, right? It's 9-11. It's an emergency call. Wake up and come on. The tabernacle of David is coming out of its ruined place and being established on the earth. And it's been happening for decades Ask Mike Bickle. Ask all these houses of prayer. It's been happening for decades. And God is establishing it. And we just want to partner with that and the same thing. But it, it has to be all-encompassing. Like the, the tabernacle needs to fuel what God's doing in the earth by signs, wonders, and miracles being released through the church. Right? And it says, it says that they may possess the remnant of Edom. And the Gentiles who are called by my name. Says the Lord who does this thing. I like that. I like it when the Lord does it. I like it when I don't have to do it. All I have to do is come into agreement with it. And then he begins to pour things out like we've never seen before. There's a place where we're com- we, are, we are actually at right now. If we would just agree with the Lord, there'd be some things that would just overtake us. There would be an outpouring. Listen, the sons of even, those were the, those were the sons that weren't walking in the promise. <laughs> that was Esau. It's, it's the ones that weren't walking in the promise. That's calling forth the ones that don't know Christ, the, the, the ones, the, the Satanists even. Come on. It's calling forth the ones that just don't have a clue. They turned from God. They went away from they they took the 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 red stew, the porridge, the whatever it is, it just began to eat that instead of the desiring the, the promise of heaven. I'm telling you, the Lord is in this hour gonna pull people out of that place. Pull, out of, pull people out of deep darkness, deep confusion. It doesn't even have to be satanic. Come on, it, they can be in places of government. They can be in, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They can be fully, you know, left-wing Marcus, Marxist, crazy, you know, off-the-wall people. He can do it. I promise you. It's just who's going to be a voice. And I know they don't, sometimes people don't want to hear the voice. 
But I'm telling you, you've been called for such a time as this to be a voice. And the voice won't rise until it's in your belly. And the truth of the voice won't rise until you really got a revelation of who he is and the fire of God. That's why I said, I just see this picture of the Lord coming and burning and then burning again. And then after the ashes are there, he burns again. And whatever's left over, we'll put that back on the altar. And he burns it again until it's pure, until it's clear. And I'm telling you, purity in this hour is key. So it says this, then 13, behold, the days are coming. I'm going to say, behold, the days are here, says the Lord, when the plowman shall overtake the reaper and the treader of grapes, uh, him who sows seed, the mountains shall drip with sweet wine, and the hills shall flow with it. So these are unprecedented days of demonstration because I'm telling you, there's got to be a demonstration of heaven. And if we don't step in alignment with, with the demonstration of heaven, the posture of heaven, and we don't go in that place and allow him to come and strike us, come on, someone needs a lightning strike in this room. He wants to do that. You know, I talked about the spirit of might this week on awakening school, and, and I feel like this is, this is right now where God wants you. How many know when, sometimes I just feel like God's got us right where he wants us. I feel like we're right there right now. God has you where he wants you. If you can just submit and yield to it. You understand what I'm saying? Like when he, when there's nothing else you can do, you have to believe God. And God's trying to shift our faith so that we can align with what he's saying in this hour. But as we step into the fullness of the Lord, it releases the mandate and mantles that we need to flow in the miraculous. I'm going to keep talking and I'll pre keep preaching about the miracles. And I'm, I'm promising you there's going to be miraculous things this week coming up. There has to be. There has to be because I'm, I'm in a mode of I am not stopping until something happens that brings breakthrough. Listen, we've seen breakthrough in past conferences. Uh, that's good. But that's not. That's yesterday. That's yesterday. And there has to be something that's, come on, a consistent thing. Because after all the conferences go away and all the good meetings go away and all the celebrities go away, we need to be carrying something that's, that's real. I'm talking to everyone in this room. We have to be carrying something that's real, that's genuine, that when you begin to lay hands on the sick, they recover. When you begin to speak the word of God, it begins to change men's hearts. Just like that. Just like that. Because they're going to be drawn to you and they end up in front of you for a reason. You understand me? People end up in front of you for a reason. Because you're a mouthpiece of heaven. And the, and the life of God is flowing inside of you to move you. So the, the, the spirit of might is going to bring multiplication on all that. Come on, right now, the spirit of might is going to bring multiplication to your life so that even the gifts of heaven begin to expand and, and go to on the increase mode. And I believe we're living in this time. It is acceleration time. I've got the 111 bug. It just won't stop. 11s, 1s, it just doesn't stop. 3, 3, 3, 4, 4, 4. Come on, just keep going with it. And you're like, well, what does all that stuff mean? It means that God is in, in the motion of creating and releasing brand new things. And the acceleration of that, is on the uprise. And so listen, I, I just start reading scriptures. <laughs> what's 11-11 what, what's say? What's Hebrews 11-11 say? What's, what's Colossians 1-11 say? Well, you know, all those things, and they begin to minister and open things up to me. 
because if I, I, it's not by happenstance every time I look at a clock, it comes up at 11, 11, or 1, 11. It's not by happenstance. And I've been up to 1, 11 at night, too, so that doesn't help either. But the Holy Spirit is trying to do something in the church right now in this hour that we would com completely give ourselves to the spirit of might. And listen, there's going to be an outpouring and the spirit being poured out on this generation. I'm telling you, there's hungry, 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 hungry. Hungry people. And there's a contagion. Listen, there's a contaminant in this church. <laughs> it's hunger. <laughs> it should be. And if you're not hungry, ask the Lord. Lord, put me around hungry people. Actually, ask the pastor. Come on. Come on, Miles. Just lay hands on me. I'm telling you, I can give, I release a gift of hunger. I know it happens. Because I, I ask, listen, Lord, Put some hungry people around me, people that are more hungry than me. Where are you? you go, I got this guy in the back road. <laughs> Come on. And the Lord is requiring us, ready, to be set apart. For his plans and purposes. Now I'm going to touch some things tonight, but I I know this is a this is a mandate from heaven for us that we're required by heaven to be set apart for his plan. How many want to be in the plan of God? Yeah, raise your hands. Come on, it's okay in church to raise your hands. Listen, I want to be in the in the mandate. I want to be in the purposes of God. I want to be in the plan of heaven. And so he says this to me. Listen, would you set yourself apart so I can speak to you? Because God wants to speak clearly, right? Right. Extreme obedience and passion. Uh, extreme obedience and passion. Passion of purity is essential. Extreme obedience and passionate. Purity, extreme obedience, and purity, extreme obedience. It's not the law. Listen, it's because you love Jesus so much, you just can't help but do the things that he says. And you can't help but just flee from the things that will cause you to stumble or cause your eyes to go dark. You know that? Because I'm telling you, there's a passion. This, is, this goes back to the first things that I brought. I'm just reviewing some things. And there's a reality of if I desire heavenly things, God will give them to me. And the more I'm in heavenly things, the less I want the things that cause my mind. Listen, I can't handle, I can handle small doses of the news. I can handle small doses of bad news. Okay, because none of it's good. None of it's good. You look at our country, right? Everything that comes across the feed. I told Siri, I don't want to see CNN. I don't want to see Wall Street Journal. I don't want to see any of it. She's trying to obey me. She comes, the feed comes back every now and then. It came this morning. It was the weirdest thing. It was CNN. And then it was like, oh, I'm being watched. It changed. I'm telling you. It was the weirdest thing. So I'm saying that to say this. Why? Because my eyes, I just want my eyes to behold the glory of, of and the beauty of Jesus. Your eyes should want to just desire the glory and the beauty. And what happens when your eyes are full? I said this last week, but when my eyes are burning with Christ, when I look at someone, something happens. And they don't know Jesus, come on, either they're running away or they're drawn. It's one or the other. It's really no in-between. I feel like the Holy Spirit just begins to put fire in your eyes and you begin to draw people to you. 
So just be in that place of, of extreme obedience. It's so important to obey the Holy Spirit. Listen, guys, if you're not hearing him well, he, he'll, begin to, he'll begin to speak. But it has to go by, listen, I'm looking, I'm, I'm hearing God. What do you want me to do in this hour? And then he opens it up. And the purity of, of who he is. Listen, when you're in the purity of God, the love of God just flows out of you. It's not harsh. It's not busting people up. There should be a purity that released from the, from the body of Christ that is soothing, that is the balm of Gilead. That's something that, come on, sometimes we need to speak the truth in love, but it's in love. And sometimes truth doesn't go so well in certain people's lives. <laughs> come on. A lifestyle, listen, Lord's requiring us to be set apart. How? He wants our lifestyle to be radical worship and faith. I appreciate we come here. I appreciate we come here and we, we worship the Lord with all of our hearts. Tell me if they're not. You understand what I'm saying? I'm, I appreciate the fact that we can come in a place and we can rock this place. And, and next week, come on, we're going to have that, that, whole, uh, <laughs> that whole band back together, right? The, 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 north, the northern ones, right, from the deep north. It's not really even deep. I'm just talking about putting the, the, the same band back together that we had for the, for the previous conference. Why are you guys looking at me like I'm... <laughs> I'm, on, I'm on the internet. I appreciate the fact that we can worship with abandonment. Listen, I put the videos from, from the last conference on, on and they got taken to different places and some people didn't like them. Oh, yeah. You know how the Internet is. Things fly around. I'm just saying, it's good. Don't hold back. But in the same way, let your faith move in ways that I don't want you to hold back. As a matter of fact, the Holy Spirit doesn't want you to hold back. I'm saying, I'm exhorting you tonight not to hold back. But the Holy Spirit, even more than I'm exhorting that, is saying, don't hold back. Your faith is precious. Moving in believing the Holy Spirit to do things is precious, right? And so believers need to be completely consumed and consecrated with the burning glory of the Lord. And so all of us have to allow the Holy Spirit to come and completely consume us and consecrate us to what God's doing. And so we're pressing into, a, what we're pressing into is new and it's essential for moving ahead. Listen, all these things that I'm saying we know, but it's essential for moving ahead. I'm telling you, because there's, we don't want confusion, right? Luke 7, verse 22 says this. Jesus said to them, go and tell John the things that you've seen and heard, and that the blind see and the lame walk, and the lepers are cleansed, and the, and the deaf hear, and the dead are raised. Listen, it's all kingdom. And then he said, verse 23, he said, blessed is he who's not offended because of me. Why is he saying that? 
saying all these things for these things for a point because when we expect one thing and it shows up like another. John the Baptist was a burning, shining lamp for Jesus. And there can be churches and ministries that are burning, shining lamps for Jesus. And then all of a sudden, the Lord really shows up. Like, I mean, really shows up. And then we go, is that what we're looking for? Or is it something else? Listen, beloved. It happens with every revival. Every time there's an outpouring of the Spirit, the previous revival says, I'm not sure if that's it. Are we moving ahead or are we moving backwards? And I'm saying that tonight because we want to be in a, a, pers- a, 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 a posture of heart that when God begins to move, we just allow Him to move in any way He wants to. Listen, I do believe that we can't, you know, there has to be some type of, like, I guess order, whatever order looks like. But I do believe this, that when he comes in ways that we, because that's the comments that I, you know, that come back on the internet, this is not God. Well, good. Put put us with Rodney Howard Brown and Bethel and the rest of them. It's okay. It's good. It's good advertising. Offended there means cause to stumble. And so I'm saying this tonight because God wants to bring us into a place where we're unoffendable, we're not stumbling. When the things of the Spirit really show up, we're not stumbling. Come on, God moves in here every, 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 you, every week. But I'm telling you, it's just a little bit of what God wants to do. He wants to overtake us in ways that we haven't seen. So... What happens when you don't see what you want? What happens when the results look different? What happens when my carnal thinking it doesn't align up with? I'm talking about faith again. We have to have faith to believe what God's going to do in this next season. And the Holy Spirit wants to pour out more than we can handle, in a sense, right? And God wants you to be able to handle it. Come on, man. I'm, I, I'm not going to give you pastoral counseling right from here. It just doesn't happen. I'm like, a revivalist lives inside of me. So it's the Holy Spirit. He's a revivalist. So I, I, I desire that you go into the deeper things of God, that you search them out yourself, that when freedom comes, it comes like a wind. It's like a fresh wind to you. It's not something that you learned because you controlled your, your, your flesh. It's not something that you, you did because you controlled the way you... No, there's instruction in certain things. I believe that. But I do believe when freedom truly comes, it comes like the wind of God. And it should come to your life daily. Like, God, when I spend time with you, the wind of heaven comes and, and finds me. When I stop and I give you a moment to just come and, and just breathe and speak to me, it's this freedom. And you don't go into a tailspin about the world's events. It's, it's time for the church to stop going into tailspins about the world's events. Come on, blood-bought believers shouldn't be tripping out and freaking out. Do you know who you serve? He's got this, it's not taking him by, by, you know, surprise. 
None of this. So God set eternity inside of you. And I want you to see this for a minute because the, when, when Jesus showed up, he came with a brand new DNA. And this was kingdom DNA. He came with a brand new DNA. He was filled with the spirit of, of, of might more, and he was anointed with joy more than all his brothers. Anointed with joy more than all his brothers. That means, listen, the oil that comes from Jesus should make you laugh. See, we weren't programmed for death and depression originally. Do you know that? Come on, somebody. We weren't programmed for death and depression and sickness and disease and all that stuff. We were not, your biological insides were never programmed like that to begin with. Come on, I'm going somewhere tonight. There's, there's, a, there's a realm of God that the Lord wants to bring back to the church. I don't care. I don't care how old I get. It's just a number because I'm walking in the health of God. You know, you think I'm, it's all right. Some of it's bouncing off you. I'm telling you, there's a, there's a realm of heaven that we're to live in. I know. My kids are growing older. I'm growing older. It doesn't matter what you see in the temporal because the ultimate truth is that your DNA is just like Jesus, the everlasting one, the divine one. And I'm telling you, I'm not saying you are Jesus himself, but you are a son and a daughter of heaven. And your DNA is cracked into that DNA. I know. I know. It doesn't look like that. I know. It's going to look like that. It has to look like that. And these days ahead, the glory of the Lord has to come on a people that are believing like that. Crazy. It sounds crazy, but it's kingdom reality. It's not crazy to Jesus. So come on. He's, he's going to use you to crack the code in other people's lives where they're suffering with disease, depression, anxiety, all those things. It's not from heaven. I don't care. You know, I've heard people say, oh, well, the, you know, they're dealing with the Elijah complex, and that's why they're depressed. No. No, they're dealing with depression. Get free. They're going to get free. You know where that comes from, right? He went and got depressed after Jezebel was chasing him. Oh, and hiding under the tree. Woe is me. Yeah. No, it's Old Testament. Listen, I didn't hear that from Paul. Paul was crushed and not broken. Paul said, I don't care what they do to me. My life will be for the glory of God. So now we see we're in this time. It's a, we're in a time of acceleration. The question is, are you walking with the accelerator? Are you on the, see, you, that's why you got to get on the train. <laughs> that's why you got to get on the awakening train because, listen, this accelerated thing is just going to fly by you if you're standing there and Holy Spirit just, poof, you're gone. Things begin to just go by you. And I'm telling you, no one, just like, just like they used to say about the school system, every, you know, no student left behind. Listen, every believer shouldn't be left behind. 
every believer. I don't care if they're congregational, Methodist, Baptist, they shouldn't be left behind. There has to be a desire for the things of heaven and the mandate of God. And so, listen, his eyes are looking for people that are, that are blind. I'm, that's a good word. That are blind to the temporal. Not that we don't pay attention to world events. Not that we don't deal with the realities in our family. Not that we check out of life. But we, we don't look at the temporal and say, oh, that's just how it is. Yeah, all right. All right. I'm just checking. There's an anointing that we can live from, or there's a glory, I should say. There's a realm that we can live from. It's of his presence, and we can live and thrive from it. God's calling us to live and thrive from that place. And if there's not going to be, I'm telling you, the, 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 the way to get there is prayer. The way to get there is be with Jesus. The way to get there is get before the Lord and allow him to burn, 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 burn everything out of my life. The way to get there is to allow him to just come and overtake my life. If I begin to fill my mind with all the other things around, then I get lost and I get stuck. Thank you. I had one actually over there. So his eyes are looking for people that are blind to the temporal and, and thinking from that way, and God's asking, he's got a, uh, an invitation to go into a heavenly nature, okay? Now, I just want you to, to look at this for a minute, because the glory of the Lord is coming, and is re just really going to descend on this generation, and, and Isaiah 9 says this, it says that the government shall be upon his shoulders, right? The government of God will be upon his shoulders, right? And it says this, of the increase of his government and peace, there'll be no end, I'm not preaching Christmas tonight. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and justice. I'm telling you, the only solution for what's happening in the earth right now is God's government. And I'm telling you, he's called you to be an ambassador for him tonight. I'm telling you, there's no other place for you to go. You can't, listen, you can run you can run from a mandate, but don't be like Jonah because he'll find you. He'll find you. God's looking for those who will just give themselves over to the mandate of heaven in this hour. And it says this, that it says the, from this time forward, even forever, the zeal of the Lord of the host will perform this. And I love that. Again, the Lord's going to do it. If I just align with the Lord and his, and his government and what he wants to do in this hour, I allow him to come and overtake me and just push me into the kingdom realm. But you just got to participate with him. Just participate. Just be available. And then Isaiah 22, that's my last scripture for the night, says that the key to the house... Isaiah 22, 22, the key of the house of David will lay upon his shoulders. What's that? That's the, the, the door that's open. It is worship, yes, but it's David's throne. The promise was that his throne would be everlasting because the king of glory was coming to sit on it. And it says this, that says, and he shall open and no one shall shut it, and he shall, shall shut and no one will open it. And it said, I will fasten him as a peg 
as a peg in a secure place, and he will become the glorious throne to the house of his father. Listen, there is a, there is a, a glory that's going to sit on those that are uh, secure. A secure peg speaks of you and I that the glory of the Lord wants to rest on. Are you secure? You should be secure. I'm not talking about, you know, having, <laughs> having all, the, all this stuff going on inside you that makes you insecure. I'm talking about, are you secure in the promises of Christ? Are you secure in the Bible and in the Word of God in your life that it's active and alive? That's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about you being in, having an insecurity complex or inferiority complexes. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the security of heaven being upon your life. He wants that. He desires that. Will you help me? Of the increase of his government and peace, there'll be no end. His desire is that there's no end. Remember Daniel? Remember Daniel. When he's interpreting a dream for Nebuchadnezzar, he said, I saw the stone that became a mountain and overtook the whole earth. That's why I was talking talking about the remnant this week Lisa shortly I said I don't know what I think my Bible says that the increase of his government is going to cover the earth I believe it comes out of a core out of a remnant it comes out of a small body within the body but I believe this that the increase of it is going to overtake the earth I'm not saying that Jesus is just going to Come on, plop down. No, there's going to be a, a taken up. We'll be taken in, in, into the kingdom and, and come back and take over the earth with him. And, and his glory and his increase will ever increase in the earth. I believe that. But the, the, the reality is that we're living from a place where the divine order of God is wanting to come into us in ways we haven't seen. There's a divine order that God's trying to bring to the church. I'm not talking about some silly, weird structure. I'm talking about divine order for the saints of heaven so that we can fly into the places where he's called us. There should be nothing that holds you on this ground, but you've been called to heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Just lift your hands. Holy Spirit, we love you. Lord, we ask for the increase of your kingdom right now. Lord, let the divine order of heaven come. Lord, let our lives 
be filled with intense and extreme obedience. Let our lives be filled with purity. Let our lives be filled with passion. Let the desires of our heart begin to pull us into realms of worship and faith. Holy Spirit, do your work right now in every person in this room. Right now in every person in this place. Lord, we want to see the acceleration. We want to participate with what you're doing, what you're already doing in the earth. Let your divine order come. Bring forth life. And I thank you that you're changing. You're changing things all around us to pull us into the promises of heaven. Even the unsettledness, God, I know it's you. I know it's causing the church to do one of two things, go up or stay low. So, Lord, we choose to go up. We choose to go higher. We choose to live in the realm of the kingdom and the mandate of the kingdom. So, Lord, sweep. Sweep through the region. Sweep through the nation. Sweep through our hearts right now. We allow you to burn even in this time, even in these moments. We allow your life to come. Jesus' name.